Awesome sauce. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Swahili Sunday. Here we are for another wonderful Swahili Sunday, and I am excited to be here today. And if you're joining after the fact, thank you so much for listening and checking out today's Swahili Sunday. We are going to be talking about goal setting today, goal setting. So the witches were continuing in our series with the Go Pink Rules of Engagement and I am going to share about the strategy, take positive action towards your goals and dreams. But before I do that, I want to show you what the product of the week was this week, in case you didn't see that on any posts. So the product of the week this week was a soap, soapstone tree of life dishes. And I, I showed this on fair trade Friday, but I thought I would show it today. These are just so cool. We do business, what in addition to the ladies we do business with a group in the kisi area of kenya kisi is where the soapstone is made and i it's just incredible to me i have a video up on the page you can look on the baskets and beads page and in the group if you're listening on either of those places if you're not you can i think i'll upload it to youtube as well that shows the guy etching this. So this is a this is a turquoise bowl. It's about four inches in diameter. It's great for putting things like you know a little bit of change, maybe some rings in. Maybe you have a, a special key, like for instance, I have a mailbox key, which has a cat on it. I could kind of put that in there, so I would always know where that is. So you can you can use it for something like that, or just a decoration on your desk. But if you look close. This is all hand etched with a tool and not it, it. The guy just takes a tool and he just etches it by hand. And it's just so beautiful and it's so precise. I just am so impressed with their work. Anyway, we do. So this is another group that we're working with to help uh, get earn income and that they were they have. Oh, 40 to 50 different people that they work with there that do the, the soapstone. One of these days, I'm going to get to that area. I'll also show you a red one. They all come packaged like this, so they're, they're mailed safely. So there's a red one. It's all hand-painted, and, and it's hand-carved, hand-painted, and then hand-etched. And this is a pink one, if I can get the tape off of it. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah, here we go. So this is a pink one. And you can see the detail in the etching there. It's, it's very beautiful. So that's available on the website at basketsandbeadskenya.com if you would like to check those out. They make great gifts for yourself or somebody else. One other thing I wanted to show off before we get into today's Swahili Sunday is these dog bandanas. Now, I only have one set of these left. This was a. This is a very popular fabric. I call it circling. Uh, so that this is the, the extra small, or not the extra small, the small dog bandana. And this is all wa machine washable. This is the extra large. Actually, if you go to the website, basketsandbeadskenya.com, you'll see Gracie, my son's dog, wearing this one. I have to put one on Indigo since she's little. She can wear it still. She can wear some of the smaller ones. That's a large... There's a medium. You can fold it down, tie it around. Uh, it's machine washable. 
very lightweight, ships right out. So I only have one set of these. So I thought I'd show those in case somebody was interested in that pattern until we get uh, more of our order. I had a table runner set made out of that as well, and that sold pretty quick. So I didn't even get that, put that online. So uh, I sold that at an event. I'm going to be ordering some more of that. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, so I have five rules of engagement in the book, The Go Pink Rules of Engagement. I also wrote the book, Think Like a Negotiator. I co-authored Heart of a Military Woman, and I'm contributing author in something like, I think I'm up to eight books now. And I need to write a book about the whole baskets and beads journey. And uh, so we're going to talk about, uh, take, there's five rules of engagement. The third one is surround yourself with people who hold you to a higher standard, not people who bring you down. But because this is to convention week at the Toastmasters International Convention, and I'm celebrating my five-year anniversary of attaining the accredited speaker designation, I thought that I would actually um, oh, I forgot something. Let me reach over here. I thought that I would share uh, this strategy today and tell you all how I enacted that with working towards getting the accredited speaker designation. Because I use this strategy I'm about to teach, so I thought it was a really good. It was a really good way to um, hang on. I'm just. Got something here. a really good way to teach, or a good time to teach about that because I taught I taught teach about this at the beginning of every year. And then the reason I do that is because a lot of people don't set goals, and there, you don't setting goals doesn't mean you sit there with a list of goals. I actually have my goals in here for the year, and it's interesting because I set them in December, and I'm looking at the at the write-up and I, it's hard to read because I had a broken wrist and I was attempting to write it with my left hand and I'm right-handed and I broke my right wrist and it, I'm just reading this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, at least I wrote down the goals, but I, it's really hard to read because I'm not left-handed. I tried to do some with my right hand because I broke my wrist December, I think it was the 12th. It was at an event. I fell and I put my hand out to break the fall and I messed up my left knee and my right, my right wrist was broken. So that, that left me in a cast for over the holidays and into January. And then I had trouble walking and then it wasn't, I mean, I can bend down now and stuff. I'm so grateful and I can, you know, use my wrist and everything. But uh, so I teach about this at the beginning of the year, but I thought, as I decided to go over the rules of engagement um, now, and so I wanted to teach about that. Before I get into that, I want to just remind everybody to be kind, be kind. Uh, my good friend and fellow veteran, Larry Broughton, has a saying I learned from him, offer grace, patience, and forgiveness freely and often. There are so many people that... Uh, no, I'm having a hard time reading the thing about the um, 13 military members who died in Afghanistan and all that's going on over there. It really breaks my heart. But what breaks my heart even more is that a uh, Marine Corps captain who I think is a public affairs person or somebody that is posting about the different people who passed away posted something about one of the women and a bunch of people just like vilified the woman, dogging her out about um, 
her body and her being a woman in the military and this and that and the other thing. And I continue to get negative comments on my ads. Like somebody posted, I deleted it. Somebody posted, oh, I'm worried about this too. Cause somebody said, oh, what are these women getting paid? And I addressed that, that they do get paid a fair wage. Oh, I'm worried about this too. They're probably not getting paid a fair wage, you know, blah, 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 blah. I just deleted that comment. Why, why people, why, especially so many people have died of COVID. People are dying in Afghanistan. They're that's a crisis. They're trying to get people out of there. Why vilify people? What? I, I know I'm pretty sure anybody on here that's listening to me is not somebody who goes, who's a troll and goes and just for fun goes and makes nasty comments. Why? What good does that do? It's it's tough to see, which is why I. I've not been reading. I don't pay that much attention to news because of that. I can't stand all the negativity that's out there. And uh, that's one of the things that we'll talk about next week when I talk about surrounding yourself with people who hold you to a higher standard, not people who bring you down. But also what I talked about in the first Go Pink rule of engagement, which is turn negative self-talk to powerful self-talk. And that's not only internal, that's external. Like, what are you saying to other people? What are you saying to yourself? And what are you saying to other people? If you're somebody who has to say nasty things to other people and is always negative, that you need to put a mirror in front of your face and take a look at that because you're not going to get very far in life. You're not going to live a happy life. You're probably going to end up with some some issues in your body because you've got that constant negativity going. Yeah, I... I live in Southern California and I'm in part of the next door app. And I always see like there's people running around uh, breaking into people's cars and stealing things. Now people are idiots for leaving things. Like I, one guy said, Oh, my laptop and my wallet got stolen from my car. Who leaves their laptop and their wallet in their car? Like that's not a, a smart thing to do, but still people running around breaking into cars uh, looking in, if they see anything, they're just smashing the window and taking whatever it is. It, it's it it's sad. It's sad. Those are that's that's negativity, and that's definitely something that'll bring you down. Being around people like that. So, like I said, in uh, talking about negative self talk, is um, actually be careful what you listen to, what you take in, what you. That's why I'm not reading a lot. I mean, I read, I'm reading about each service member that passed and about their life and what their legacy is, but I'm not reading all the sensationalized news about it and, and such, because I just, I just can't take it. I don't know if it's where I am in my life or where I am in my beingness that I just, I just don't want the whole you know, people vilifying other people and all the negative, nasty comments. That's, that's awful. But, um, oh, also I forgot to mention, I'm wearing the Akuleo necklace. So this necklace is named after one of our ladies, Akuleo, who is currently in the hospital. I think she has dementia, um, because actually, uh, Dorcas, our leader in Kipsongo has visited her and she didn't recognize her and she's just kind of not all there. So it just really makes me sad because I probably won't get to see her again. She, and I just really, I love all the women. I love her. I just miss her and I'm praying for her. I'm hoping I get to see her again and that she'll remember and recognize me, but I, I don't know. I don't know that that's 
a possibility that that will happen. But this necklace is named after her. Uh, she, she's just quite an incredible lady and all of our necklaces are named after somebody. So this one is available in different colors uh, on, on the online store. And then uh, also at Fairtrade Long Beach, I think I have a couple of them there as well. And I always have them when I'm out at events. All right, let's get into our, let's, well, first let's do the Swahili word of the day, right? Swahili word of the day is lingo. Lingo means goal. And goal by definition is a, it, what it says is a uh, target. You aim at it. So, so it's not necessarily only like some people think goal, score. Yeah, that, that is a score. That's an achievement. Your goal is to, you get the goal. That's a score. That's sort of what you're doing in your own personal life is, or your business life is you're setting a goal. And it's always good to set goals every year, but everybody often makes uh, sets goals just by a list. Now, the, the rule of engagement is take positive action towards your goals and dreams. So dreams without action are just fantasies. You can't simply say, oh, I want this. For instance, oh, I'd like to sell, you know, half a million dollars in baskets and beads products. That's great. Okay, am I going to set that goal and just sit back and be like, all right, I set the goal. Let's see what happens. Yeah, no, you, you have to take some kind of action. And if you don't know how to do it, you can find somebody who can. For instance, in the, the speaking business, I... I became a professional speaker many years ago and I had to get some training on, you can't just jump up on a stage and think you're going to move an audience and think somebody's going to book you to speak. That's not the way it works. And you know, maybe it works that way for somebody who instantly becomes famous or whatever, or gets some kind of uh, notoriety about something. But for the, the regular person, it's something you have to work at. You have to take some positive action towards your goals and dreams. So, for instance, uh, my good friend Cheryl Roush, so this is Toastmasters Convention Week. Well, actually, the convention's over now, but it was, was this week, and the accredited speaker portion is on the, the Friday. So, in 2015, around eh, maybe September, October 2015, Cheryl Roush, who's a good friend and longtime Toastmaster, she is an accredited speaker and she approached me and said, oh, I think you should go for the accredited speaker designation. I thought, really? Why? What do I want to do that for? Because in my head, I'm like, it's a lot of work. I know it's a lot of work because you don't take on going for something and just th simply think you're going to get there. I had one person as we as accredited speakers, we offer mentoring to people. And I had one person tell me, oh, I've just started speaking and gave my first speech. I'll knock out this accredited speaker thing. No problem. And I thought, OK, right. You keep telling yourself that. And because uh, uh, that's that's not the way it works. But, you know, as much as I attempted to tell him it's not a checkoff box and on your Toastmasters journey. And it's not something that's simple to attain. He just kept saying, Oh, no problem. And I thought, okay, well, uh, sometimes you can't tell people, you just have to let them learn on their own. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll let you figure that one out. But I, I made, I did, I take everything to prayer. So I prayed about it and I 
kind of did a pros and cons list. And then I, I decided I was going to go for it. And the first thing I did when I decided to go for it was I uh, set, did a goal setting statement. And that goal setting statement, this is the goal setting statement I used. It is now, and then you put in the date, and I am or I have the goal. This is a good way to set, uh, set goals. You can set goals this way. It is now, and the date is the date that you want to attain it. So my set goal setting statement said, it is now 19 August 2016, and I am Toastmasters accredited speaker number 68, because that was the next in the line of Toastmasters accredited speakers, number 68. I set that goal. And then after you do that, now I'm going to share with you since that time uh, a new way that you can actually add some energy to that. So you, this is, a, I learned this in NLP training in 2008, I think, 2008 when I went through that training. This is a, a way that you set a, a goal instead of simply listing it out. You have to set a date, which is, the, and then you have to set what it is. The date is the kind of is setting the intention. You're setting the intention for the goal. But this is another way to add some more power to it. It is now, whatever the date is, and I am committed to having or being whatever the goal is. When you put the word committed in there, that it actually adds that take positive action because you've told yourself somewhere that you are committing to making those goals and dreams come come true. And it's so I... I this came to me as something to add to it. This is the way the normal statement is. It is now the date and I am or I have whatever the goal is. But then you add that I am committed to having or being. That kind of in a unconscious or subconscious way puts that inside that you've made a commitment to yourself to go for this goal. Because a lot of times we can set goals and then it drops off because we have no commitment. Here you're making a statement that you've committed to this goal. I'm committing committing to doing this. I'm going to do this. Well, then what do you do? Well, you visualize, you figure out what the end step is. What is the end step? Okay, what is an end step? An end step is that thing that inside you, you know you've achieved the goal. For instance, when I went for the accredited speaker designation, my my end step was being presented the plaque on stage by the international president at the Toastmasters International Convention. And I knew who the president was. Uh, uh, no, I didn't, not at that time, because that changed. Hand. No, I knew who the president was going to be. So I visualized him handing me the plaque that said I'm an accredited speaker. Now, the end step for somebody else may be being notified that you got the designation or uh, getting the accredited speaker pin or whatever whatever thing for you means the end step. When I did my book, uh, Heart of a Military Woman, the end step for me was when I received the box of books, I opened the book and held it in my hand. That was the end step that meant to me that I'd achieved that goal, even though the books were done and they were in getting printed, whatever. For me, the end step was getting that book in my hand. And that meant that was the goal. And then you do a visualization process with that. You visualize everything that you need to get to that goal. And then you visualize the end step. And I've added something into that because the, the, 
the visualization process, you can do it to some just plain music. But there is a, a really awesome video uh, called Rise and Shine, Rise and Shine. It's a the Rise and Shine video. It's a Nike video. And what I recommend people doing is you set the goal, you write it out, and you can do this with all your goals. You can write them all out. So you can you write the goal out and then you visualize. And it doesn't necessarily be, have to be all the things that you would do, but you just let your mind kind of run away with everything you do. And then you play that video, close your eyes and visualize you doing everything leading up to getting that goal. And then at the end, you you achieve the goal. What that does to you in a physical sense, it makes your body feel like you've already achieved the goal. And it it makes you or you're on the road to achieving that goal. So you, it motivates you to, to kick into that commitment and keep going. You can just uh, type in Rise and Shine video on YouTube. As a matter of fact, maybe I'll play that in a minute. It's a great, I when I do self-leadership training, I take people through this. I actually start the training with that video. And then we, uh, at the end, towards the end of the training, have everybody set a goal that they want to achieve and then visualize everything that they need to do or think that they would do to get to that goal. So for me, I visualized then this was even before I submitted the application. So, uh, and I'm going to share what that process was in a minute. So I visualized filling out the application, submitting it, getting all the stuff together, which some of, there were five uh, recommendations from some of my speaking that needed to be submitted to Toastmasters International along with the application. I also had to do a video and I didn't have, it had to be no more than 45 minutes with an introduction and it couldn't be edited. And I didn't have, I speak for an hour, hour and a half, three days. I didn't have a video in front of a non-Toastmasters audience with an introduction. So I had to do a rent audience, but I, I hadn't even done that yet. So I visualized doing the video and filling out the application and getting all the documents in place and submitting the application. And then, which is between January 1st and February 1st, every year you have th that month to submit the application, them accepting the application, them passing me to level one, Level one judging is where a group of judges judges your application with your video. And then I visualized going through all the prep after being accepted and passed to level two. And level two is speaking at the Toastmasters International Convention with judges in the audience. And I visualized that as well. And then getting to the point where they awarded me the accredited speaker designation. Now, it sounds like a fast thing, and in your visualization, it is a fast thing, but boy, when it time, comes time to do the work, that's where the work really goes. So I submitted, the, I did everything I needed to do for the application. I had, I was in a mastermind, and uh, I'm in Craig Duswalt's mastermind, and we were meeting for a mastermind session. I asked if I could film a video for the purpose of doing my accredited speaker submission, he said, yes, he did the introduction. I spoke for, I think, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, maybe. Got it on video, unedited, because if it's edited, they'll, they'll kick your application out. If there's anything wrong with the application, they kick the application out. It is a stringent process. So I did the video and I submitted it. 
and, or, or I submitted it with the application. I submitted the application. I had to get five of my speaking engagements to send a form to Toastmasters. And it got down to the very last day. And I was on this one person to get their form in and they finally did. And then after that, you have to wait for the judges to let you know or the, the accredited speaker uh, group at Toastmasters to let you know whether or not, you know, first they tell you, okay, your application was accepted. Then you have to wait and figure out, okay, application was accepted. Now what? Hmm. Okay. I am waiting to find out if I passed to level two, passed to level two. Now, some things that I did once I got past level two, this is where the real work starts. I actually there was a special event up in LA that had a couple of accredited speakers there. I made sure I got myself to that event. So I talked to those accredited speakers and found out some tips of what I could do going forward to level two. And they told me, and I, I took notes of that. And then I actually got coaching from my friend, Cheryl Roush. I created, well, actually I did a presentation. I put a presentation together I went out to a professional speakers Toastmasters club and absolutely bombed the the presentation. It was hilarious. And what happened was I I went out, I did my presentation, and I, I'm videoing my presentation and the feedback. The feedback was longer than the presentation. Let me tell you, we went around the room. One person had a yellow pad and she was like this. Okay, blah, blah, blah. She had pages and pages of notes. I felt so deflated. And I, I, so I went, I came home and I actually considered quitting. Now, this is something that you go through where the negative self-talk comes up. Oh my gosh, you can't do this look, you're a professional speaker and you went out and you did that and you failed miserably. How do you think you, this isn't self-talk that's coming. How do you think that you're going to actually do anything successfully and, and become an accredited speaker? You can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Negative self-talk, blah, blah, blah. Well, I sat, I couldn't even look at the video for like three days. And then when I went back and looked at, I looked at the presentation and I looked at the feedback and I saw exactly what they were talking about. What I had done was I had taken my hour and a half presentation and just kind of crammed it together into 20 minutes and it didn't work. I rewrote the presentation into actually a 20 minute presentation that, and I ebbed and flowed things a lot better. It, it just worked better going into 20 minutes. I went back out to that club and they were like, did you get coaching? I'm like, no, I recorded your feedback, listened to it, realized what I'd done and fixed it. And then from then on, I kept, uh, and we had 20 minutes. You could not go over 20 minutes. If you went over 20 minutes, you could be disqualified for, it's not like a speech contest, but they had a very tight schedule. And if you went over, they, uh, they said that you might be disqualified for time because you don't, you only had 20 minutes and I don't like to, I mean, I have my points and I have my stories. They don't all come out the same every time, but for this, and I don't like to memorize things. This, I had to kind of memorize it and do it sort of word for word. So I had to keep practicing it to make sure it was within time. And I actually had a prop 
in my talk, I told a story. If you've ever heard me talk about negotiation and talk about fair and reasonable, I, t I share the story of a landlord tenant dispute with my daughter and how they took the whole deposit and she got, after we went through negotiation and she wrote a letter, she got, she got her whole deposit back and I introduced her in the middle of the talk. And it, so she was my, she was known as the prop. It was kind of funny, but uh, so on August 19th, I went, I was first up. Now, let me tell you, I said in my goal setting statement, it is now 19 August, in August 19th, 19 August, it's military. We put the, the date, the, the date before the month, 19 August, 2016. And I am Toastmasters accredited speaker number 68. There were five of us going for the designation. Two of us got it. The person after me, uh, Darren LaCroix was, he ended up being number 69. But had I not gone first, I wouldn't have been Toastmasters accredited speaker number 68. So I firmly believe that my setting the goal statement that way ended up having it. So I was the first up. So I would be Toastmasters accredited speaker number 68. And I, I set the goal. I did the work. I worked really hard. I actually went out. I, I did the speech in front of my church. I did it at my veterans group at church. I did it at uh, some more Toastmasters clubs. I, I did it from in a couple other places just to get it in my body and make sure that I was fine. Well, the interesting thing when, and nothing ever goes as planned, right? I'm thinking I have my clicker and I'm going to have a handheld mic. Nope. Can't have a handheld mic. You have to have a lavalier mic. I, uh, a lavalier mic or over the ear. I can't stand the over the ear thing because I have a lot of hair and it, it, my hair a lot of times will rub on the mic. So I don't like those over the ear mics. Um, they don't stay too well anyway. So then you have a lavalier mic. Well, what's the problem with a lavalier mic? Well, if you turn this way or you turn this way, you might not be heard or you could rub up against it. That's why I like a handheld mic because you can control if you're, I, I do a lot of movement. You can control with a handheld mic, but no, you can't have a handheld mic. You have to have a, a lav or an over the ear mic. Okay, great. I'll take the lav. And then you had to use their clicker. I'm used to my clicker. Their clicker was like some beam me up Scotty kind of thing from Star Trek. And I thought, okay, I don't, I'm, this is going to be interesting. Well, then I have a slide presentation that when they do the introduction, it goes through these slides. They, instead of us being up front where we were very close to the AV, we're in the, in back. And I'm not, I have to, see that I'm looking at the slides because it was a new way to do the presentation and I wasn't confident with my clicks. So I, I'm peeking around the, the corner trying to not let anybody see me and I'm clicking and looking at the confidence monitor and I see, okay, there's my slide, there's my slide. And they're talking about that. Now, the funny thing is, okay, we have 20 minutes and they said, okay, your time's going to start with your first word. Okay, great. So they, they please welcome Eldona Lewis Fernandez. I go walking out there on stage, big stage. There's been like a thousand people in the audience and I'm walking out there and I'm, and they're playing music. And I'm like, okay, I'm standing there. I'm standing there. The clock has started. And I'm like, okay, how long are they going to play this music? It felt like forever. So I started to walk over to where I was going to start my talk. 
and the music's still going and seemed like forever. The only thing that I noticed was that I sped up the talk a little bit. I don't think anybody else noticed it, but I can, when I go back and listen to it, I can tell I, I was a little bit fast because I ended up being 17, 17 minutes, like 17 and a half minutes. And I had timed it to be at about 19 minutes and do the talk. I'm done. And then, then we have the other four speakers and I'm listening to them. And then we take a break. I go out to the bathroom and then the next day they announce it at the, at, right before the, um, the world champion of public speaking. And so I, they announced I became an accredited speaker. I go up on stage, get the plaque from the president, bam, achievement of goal. And then it was great because my daughter was there and we celebrated and actually we had gone early to DC and we stayed, we went, we went, the convention didn't start till like Wednesday night. We went, I don't know, Monday or something. And so we ran around for a couple of days and then she did her own sightseeing for a couple of days. And then we did some of our own things. And uh, I remember on Sunday being so tired because we, we were, went to Lincoln's, we went to see the Ford theater, but it was closed. We went to Lincoln's the house where they had taken Lincoln after he was shot. And then uh, we went to um, the Washington cathedral. And, and I remember being so tired. We came back because we were running all week long and we had an Airbnb. So that's another little travel tip. Let me throw a travel tip in there. We, the, the conference hotel was really expensive. Washington DC is expensive anyway. We got an Airbnb for the week that cost as much as the hotel would have maybe for a couple of days. And then we had a kitchen and we had our had everything. We could come and go, whatever. But it was about a block from the hotel. It was great. And so that's a good travel tip. You can kind of check Airbnbs and things like that. I, I do that a lot for um, events that I go to sometimes that where the hotel is really, really expensive. And I'm like, well, let me see if there's an Airbnb around. So it was within walking distance of the hotel. I mean, like you could see the hotel from where we were staying and there, you didn't have to go through. We kind of went in the back way and it was, it was really good. So it was nice to stay in a actual place instead of a, a hotel. So we had food there and things. So we didn't have to spend extra money like on, on breakfast, like in the hotel. And um, we did go out for dinner and stuff, but it, it was great. So anyway, I, that was the culmination of that goal and I achieved it. And then I came back and had a, a celebration here with friends and family and such, and just celebrating the achievement. That's, a, that's another thing that you have to do after you achieve the goal. You have to celebrate. There's a, a saying that says, celebrate all successes. If you don't celebrate your success, it's going to be just like, okay, choose that goal next. Like, what's the point? If you go through all the work to set a goal in this way and do the work to achieve it, and then you achieve it, you need to celebrate achieving that goal. Even if you've gone on to the next thing, you still need to celebrate achieving that goal. Take the time to celebrate. And obviously, now we're starting to get back into being able to get together again. Um, but even if you can't do something online, there's a um, somebody I know who's doing a 
kind of a celebration online and everybody's going to have their meal and they're go we're going to be celebrating because people are all over the world and they can't get together, but that you have to celebrate your success. You, if you don't celebrate your success, that, I don't know, that just takes away from it. Let me see if I can find my rise and shine video here and I'll just play part of it and explain because this is really, really powerful. I should have brought this up before, but I didn't think about it until I started talking about it. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Think. Yeah, this is it. All right, so I'm going to just share part of this. Let me make sure it's playing. Rise and shine. 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early, too dark, and too cold to get out of bed. Aching muscles last. Okay, so I'm going to stop that for a second and just talk about, about this. So it's a good thing. So if you put in Nike Rise and Shine, it's Nike Rise and Shine commercial. Um, use this video as part of your motivation for setting your goal. It's so powerful. If you really grasp the concept of doing a visualization of going for your goal, you can actually get emotional about it. When I, when I did it the first time, the first time I did it was actually with this, this actual goal. And now I do it with all, all my goals or some, or sometimes just the big goals but visualizing it and really seeing it and really feeling myself doing it. And the music builds. The reason you have to close your eyes, I suggest looking at the video the first time through, then starting it over, close your eyes, get it in your mind and just let your mind go and let your mind visualize what those things would be. And I think things came up for me, like everything I did, I had to do the video and I had to get the people to send in. I had to do the application. I had to get the people to send in the recommendations. Then I, then it went to the judges and the judges said yes. And then I had to do the work and then I was doing all the practicing and, and I just let my mind go. And by the time I got to the end where I visualized getting the plaque, I, I had tears. I had tears rolling down my face because I could feel the emotion of it. So if you really, connect to it and really feel the emotion of yourself going for that goal, it actually starts your body in a trajectory towards achieving that goal. I've had some people say, well, what, what if you don't achieve the goal? Okay. Maybe, maybe you don't achieve the goal or maybe the goal is delayed. If you don't achieve the goal, you've still done enough positive work to go towards that goal that you can decide if, this is the right goal for you and you keep on going, or maybe you switch gears and switch to another goal. But even if you don't achieve that goal right off, you have at least set yourself up in a direction going forward, taking positive action towards your goals and dreams. Because if you don't take some kind of action, you will just simply sit there and nothing will happen. And 
you'll be spinning your wheels and wishing that, oh, well, I just wish I could get that goal. For instance, somebody who says, oh, I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. I've been riding Harleys for a long time. Somebody says, I want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Okay. If you sit there and just think, oh, I want to do that one day. Or what are you going to do? You're going to go take the motorcycle safety course or the, the rider's course at Harley Davidson and learn how to actually ride a motorcycle? Or are you going to take the steps towards getting a motorcycle or renting a motorcycle after you get your, you're going to get your license? What are you going to do? You have to take positive action towards your goals and dreams. If you don't take that positive action, you, you won't achieve anything. You'll just be dreaming. Like it'll be a fantasy. Like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this. I'd love to be able to do this, whatever. A lot of people want to lose weight. Well, let's say release weight, because if you say lose, you could find it again. So a lot of people want to release weight. As a matter of fact, I had started a program and I was doing pretty good, but then I started, my, my back's been bothering me and stuff. So the only thing I've been able to do is walk with my new dog. She's a puppy. She goes to the bathroom all the time. I'm walking all the time. I'm like, wait. I'm, I, my clothes are feeling a little loose for, and I met another neighbor who just got a puppy too. And she says, I'm losing weight. My clothes are falling off because I'm walking this dog all the time. So that's kind of an indirect benefit of having a new puppy. You have to walk all the time, but if you want to release weight, you have to do something to be able to do that. And this is, you can use this statement too. It is now, 31 December, and I'm, I'm committed to having or being, or you could say losing I'm or releasing. I'm committed to releasing X amount of pounds. Uh, and then visualize yourself doing that. Goal. And again, goal, lingo is the Swahili word for goal. So that's about, that's about it for today. I hope you will, uh, and I, I always do this at the beginning of the year as well. And uh, again, it's the Nike Rise and Shine video. If you just put in Nike Rise, this one is titled Nike Rise and Shine Commercial. And listen to that. I challenge you to, if you want to put it in the comments, put your goal, one of your goals. And I challenge you to go visualize listening to this video, you achieving that goal. And tell me how you feel. If you really, really visualize yourself going through all the steps, whatever they may be. Like I said, you got to let your mind go because you, you don't know what steps you're going to take, but, but you can think about what you might take to get to that goal. Uh, do that. Tell me how it feels. I'd love to hear it in the comments. As always, we are still raising money for food packs. Things uh, haven't gotten back to normal in Kenya. If you'd like to donate for food packs, basketsbeadskenya.com, all the, if anybody wonders where the proceeds go, any, any proceeds for food packs all goes to the food packs because I, I don't, I don't, we don't take a, anything for expenses yet. So all the expenses are kind of paid from my, from my salary, basically, if we have any expenses or if we have expenses, like we're starting an NGO in Kenya for the purpose of buying land and going forward on our project to buy land and build housing and build a farm and, and manufacturing area and such for the, the ladies to actually have a way to earn some additional income and get out of that 
slum and have a better life for their children. So we're raising money for not only food packs, but also for school fees. If you know of a, a Rotary Club or another organization that donates to, to organizations, I would appreciate a referral at Eldana at basketsandbeadskenya.com. You can also contact me through the website and uh, connect me with those people because we have five kids now. I lost a sponsor for two of, two of our kids and have been working to cover the expenses. And I won't take money away from the food packs because that's food is first and foremost. But I really want those children to have an opportunity to go to school. So um, what I, from what I've heard, there have been a lot of uh, uh, donation of vaccines from the U.S. and things are slowly starting to open up, but it's going to take some time for things to get back to normal over there. Our orders are picking up. We're running a lot of ads and we're working. Uh, we still have product at Safari Park on consignment and praying that they consider carrying the paper beads there permanently. That would be a great source of income for the ladies. And then I'm working on uh, with some others on actually how to get into a couple of stores and see if maybe the, their products can get in there. So that's that uh, basketsandbeatskenya.org. The main thing we need is food, but um, as always, any help is appreciated. $5, $5,000, whatever can be donated. All right, everybody. Uh, next week, I will jump back to rule of engagement number three, which is going to be surround yourself with people who hold you to a higher standard, not people who bring you down. Unless I'm somewhere running around. I, I can't do, if I'm not in my studio, I can't really do justice to these. So if I, next week's a, a holiday weekend and I don't know if I'm going to be out somewhere. If I am, I'll maybe do the one have fun, but we'll continue with the series at any rate. And I appreciate you all being here. I appreciate you all listening. Visit the website, basketsandbeadskenya.com. Purchase something. It helps the women um, earn income. They've already been paid for the items, but it helps me be able to order more from them when people order. And, you know, look how nice this looks. It goes with my hair. We have, I think I have red, blue. I think I've got a couple this color. I've got some gold. I've got black. This is a really uh, intricate necklace and can be shipped right out to you. So awesome sauce. All right. See you soon. Have a great day. Nakupenda.